President Trump referred to himself as President T in a recent tweet about falling oil prices. Let's just hope someone steps in before he starts calling himself T. Diddy. (laughs) Melania Trump has decorated the White House with blood-red Christmas trees. In her defense, it's tradition in Slavic countries to trim the tree with the blood of your enemies. Close to 190 dead sea turtles were found frozen off the coast of Cape Cod after low temperatures prevented them from making it safely to shore. This is bad news for marine life, but good news for Murray's Turtle Shack, home of the famous Turtle Burger. I knew Steph wouldn't like that one. That's actually why I kept it in. And finally, Casey Kasem's wife and adult children are accusing each other of killing the radio icon. They each have their reasons which they're counting down, starting from number 40. The Trump Report starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, that's right. Nelly is no climate denier. Welcome to the Trump Report. It is indeed getting hot in here. Thank you, Juliet in the booth, for making sure that it's a little extra steamy. I am Christian Black. Making her Trump Report debut, my friend from South Park Weekly, Steph Sabra. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I've been watching the show, but never been able to actually come. You came this close to uh, joining us uh, for the midterms, but uh, then you were... I'm using air quotes with those. Not I was actually, she was sick. I was yeah. actually really sick this one time. Yeah, the one time. <laughs> the only time we tried to get you on the show. No. And of course, at the other side of the desk, we have the one, the only, Chelsea Galicia. Hello there. And Scott Moore. Hey, it's all back. Just a very easy back. Yeah. Hey. And uh, I guess we uh, we need to point out at the top of the show, uh, the both Chelsea and Scott are not leaving the show. But this is your last appearance on the show this year. The year. So we take a break. You know, like like. John Oliver. We're like, we're taking our season break now for the holidays. We'll wow. be back in January. We <laughs> shall do our travels. If you, it, it, and well, return. And yes. more culture. Scott's yes. actually going to some fascinating yeah. places, uh, so maybe you'll talk to us about those mm-hmm. in the new year. Uh, but we'll be back on December 4th and the 11th with some other people. So, uh, Steph, <laughs> let's see how you do. Uh, <laughs> it's my tryout, you guys. <laughs> uh, but in any case, uh, so much to talk about. And um, because we had the song at the top, I thought... We would start with the climate change report that uh, President Trump uh, was well was smart enough to have come out. I believe it came out on Black Friday, mm-hmm. unless I'm mistaken. Okay. So uh, there's no better way to to bury something than uh, basically have it come out when everyone is still sleeping from a meal they had the day before. You know, if you're just that tired, you're probably not going to pick up on much. Uh, and I would say the first thing, uh, Chelsea, is that. The surprising thing is, you know, it says what you would kind of expect a climate change report to say if it had been done by, say, the Obama administration, for the most part. You know, this wasn't a Trump-friendly report that maybe you would have expected where it's like, well, we all know it's not real. Mm -hmm. But if it was, Mm -hmm. maybe it would go something like this. Uh, Were you surprised about that aspect of it? Uh, no, but I think there are still honest people in the in our government. Probably a lot of them, most of them. Especially, I like the scientists. Most, I, most I tend, sound strong. Mm-hmm. I tend to, Can to we go back to some? I I think well, seeing as how this is pretty consistent with a lot of the other reports that have come out, it's not some wacky anomaly. I think it should be given its due weight. But man, did it paint a picture that even scared me. Mm-hmm. And and you were already prepared for, what, New York 
city to be underwater in 30 years or Florida gone. Well, I mean, Scott, well, you at know. this point, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, Sorry, it's kind Scott. of a lost cause at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, they voted for Rick Scott, so but, you know, might but as well. But Chicago just, having yeah. as many heat days of mm-hmm. like uh, over 100 degrees as Phoenix and Vegas do now. Wow. And I think it should really upset, if I don't know how farmers reacted to this, it should upset the farmers. They're not going to be able to grow food anymore. I mean, the growing is going to be moved to like Canada, mm-hmm. which probably currently is under snow, but soon will be full of cornfields. And here in the United States, we'll be wondering what the heck happened that, you know, the, the heartland of America can no longer feed us and the rest of the world. Well, it's just too dang hot. But, Scott, President Trump was very quick to say, but I don't believe it, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, Which is how you know you should believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that, <clears throat> again, we, we don't really ask the question on this show as to whether or not anything's surprising, because uh, it really shouldn't be. Although every once in a while something's just legitimately like, well, this report coming out and saying what it said, uh, the, the report coming out at all is a little surprising. But uh, President Trump basically disavowing it uh, that... Uh, it's not a surprise, but do you think it it hurts at all? Like, imagine if he said, "Wow, uh, this is really something to think about." And even if he didn't do anything at mm-hmm. that point, him at least saying that would be like, I don't know, that would be it wouldn't be a wake up call, but it would at least lead to people in in the base going, "Wait, wait, he believes this? Mm-hmm. That just blew my mind." You know, like that that would basically be like President Trump abandoning long-held beliefs like things that he's said on record over the years like if he suddenly felt like it would be okay for a woman with an a cup to be a supermodel that would be stunning he said that i'm not saying that (laughs) i was like okay wow all right remember you went there remember exactly (laughs) i didn't go there (laughs) scott i report you i report you decide (laughs) so uh how much of an impact do you think it would have if he had been even if he didn't say wow i'm really worried if he was just like lot to think about here you know just sort of a vague mm-hmm. thing like that wouldn't that have had you know a, a nice not a nice but a positive impact oh yeah absolutely i mean it would have it would have given the ability for some people that might be just parroting this you know there's no climate change and climate climate change deniers to maybe think like okay now we don't have to we can also kind of take a second look at this and be a little bit more comfortable knowing that you know the the leader of their party has uh, and the president has said something like that, but um, unfortunately he didn't. And I, I, going back to what you're saying, I think I was surprised that they actually let a report like this, even though it came out on Black Friday when people aren't working and they're with their families, I was still surprised that they let a report come out like that when they've been so anti-climate uh, change and have been trying to lock that down. So that was that actually was very surprising to me that such, like you were saying, Chelsea, such a grim report came out from the government saying something like this in direct contradiction to him, but I, I couldn't believe they actually put out something like this that was that dire right and it was supposed to come out i think december 10th Mm -hmm. or something so obviously when it came back the way it did uh steph it's sort of like i was alluding to uh obviously the idea was well let's just try and get the least amount of people to read this Mm -hmm. you know uh and uh, do you think how much do you think that 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 hurts this or or is it really just people that weren't going to buy into it anyway i think it's that i think People who are reading the reports are people like us who already kind of are acquainted and passionate. I'm passionate about the, like, just climate change in general. So people who weren't going to read it anyways, the date doesn't matter. They're not going to read it. 
And I think these reports are really helpful in terms of hopefully the government listens to them. But in terms of getting common, just normal day people on it, the reports don't do much. I feel like we have to be giving more solutions at this point. So I'm hoping that's the next step for instead of the next thing being a report, it being like, what can we do? What can people do with this information? Uh, and uh, to the point that Chelsea was making, uh, there is the uh, prediction that the economy could lose hundreds of billions of dollars, or even as far as saying 10% of its GDP by the end of the century. Some quick math. I don't think I'll be around at the end of the century, but I'll wait. My kids will. All right, so I care. I had to think about it for a second, though. I really had to, I had to put it into the right context. So, all right, I'm officially, I'm officially on board with worrying about it. Uh, and there's, there's always so many different ways you can go in terms of, well, what do you do with this information? Uh, Chelsea, not, is it is not, it too late? Should we just be like, forget it? That's what's going to happen I mean, anyway. We're, we're getting pretty close. Mm-hmm. I think we we basically already know what to do. What we need is the will to do it. So, everybody, buy your Teslas and install your solar roofs. Um, I'm sorry. I'm actually going to I'm actually going to start walking. If that's okay with you, <laughs> sure. I'm going to go ahead and not buy a Tesla. I, I'm going to take mass transit and walk. That'd but be you, great. you go ahead and you hmm. you you know you guzzle our but, precious resources. But we know. But we we already know we have to. I mean, reduce fossil fuels. That's really yep. alternative okay. energy. It's not that we don't have the solutions. We do. But I think what the report does uh, help in is that it, it illustrates it was powerfully written enough to give you a sense of what things will be like because before it was just kind of this vague like climate change and we're starting mm-hmm. to see it with the hurricanes being more powerful and these wildfires getting crazier but just the image that i had in my mind as i was reading the summaries of what's in the reports about how many more mosquitoes and snakes and foodborne illnesses mm-hmm. and waterborne you know, bacteria and virus and i i, I I, I I would challenge somebody to read it and have feel no effect from it. Does it doesn't matter at this point whether you think it's human caused or not. This is coming, and you should probably I would think I don't know how somebody could read this and feel no uh, no desire to change anything or it's to do anything duty. about it. Well, and you just you read that there there's going to be more more floods and more fires and you know uh, like you mentioned the snakes I mean it's basically it's like the trailer for one of those Roland Emmerich movies that's the guy who did the day after tomorrow and 2012 yeah. and Independence Day so you're just like oh man we are screwed but if people don't believe in man causing this they're gonna be like man that sucks. But uh, too bad we can't do anything. But so, even if, even if, and I don't know how you would, you believe that man has nothing to do with this. Do you believe that man could do something to at least ease these effects? Right. If you can't, if you believe like, well, I don't know that this is going to reverse it. I don't know if this is going to slow it. There's always the argument of, well, it can't hurt. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I know just from doing shows with both of you, both Chelsea and Steph, uh, you both have, and I don't know if Scott feels that this is an important part of it, but when you tell people to eat less meat or if you tell them to become vegetarians, especially when you say, all right, no more meat, I think that's when you start to lose some of these people who might be like willing to be convinced. So maybe the, the, the happy... Uh, just less. Yeah, so that, so just less. But a lot of people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But, and I want to know how much less. To Chelsea's point, though, it's not even... 
all these inconveniences that people would have to be doing, like we've learned that it's not just about recycling. It's more about the fossil fuels and things that the government can control and the industries that we're still paying into. And I just, I feel like it's so illogical to think that we can't switch the people in the coal industry to solar industry or things like that. Like, still provide people jobs. Don't let people off just like that. But I think we can, we're smarter than this where we can incorporate it and people aren't losing out on things or sacrificing all these different things that people are afraid of when it's really not like that. Well, I think that what it comes down to with some of these alternative forms of energy is you need to convince people that they can either – Make a profit, make almost as much money. I'm not even going to say you're going to make more money mm-hmm. with it, but you have to be able to convince you. Because I, I mean, I remember that guy, uh, T Boone Pickens. He was talking yeah. a lot about wind farms, yeah. And then he was like, "I am not in the wind farm business anymore." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that that's a little bit of a tough sell, I mm-hmm. guess. So, uh, Scott, at, at what point there? I, I don't know. Does it take like like Bill Gates and somebody else getting you know people getting together with like, look? We already have the money. Let's let's be willing to lose a little bit. Is that? Do you think that's really the only way that it happens? Well, I think it, it's kind of a two prong thing. Um, sort of like what Chelsea was saying earlier by reading the report, because I think for a lot of people, their everyday life, they don't really recognize the havoc that climate change is happening because it's pretty gradual, and they might have hotter days, or you know, the hurricanes might be a little stronger, or the wildfires might be worse. But if they're not actually affecting you personally. It makes it hard to feel like I have to go out of my way to change and you can't tell me what to do sort of thing. So I think it is sort of a two-pronged being able to see that it it really is affecting you and um, also having people to have the empathy to care. Like you were saying too, Steph, it's it's the fact that, like I've said before in the show, even if you don't believe in it, don't you want to do anything you can to not be blatantly polluting the atmosphere with fossil fuel vehicles and other things where you could at least have cleaner air and cleaner water and you know those sort of things and and, and california is actually doing a good thing now with with new housing that all new construction has to have solar panels on it before um it's complete so now, you know and that was as of 2017 so prior to that you had to pay for it out of pocket yourself but now it's included in all new housing which is things like that that can slowly help get people off of um you know the power grid of having to depend too much and as we see like with power lines and everything starting fires but to help minimize the the power use which also helps um, and there's other things that we could do. And, and like you said, I think having a, uh, maybe a few billionaires coming over with new new ideas. You know, there, there's a lot of great concepts they're doing even with street painting, you know, covering the blacktop asphalt with white to help reflect some of the heat back out. Because you have heat islands in, in cities now, too, that add more temperature and, and adding plants on roofs and tiles. and On the streets. Yeah, and, and, and white paint on streets instead of black that keeps... And it or makes that, a big difference. Or that these these tiles can actually absorb the the heat, the heat. and be mm-hmm. used as energy. And then I've seen the tiles are the ones that end up then being able to be lit up kind of at night for street, you know, for paint and everything. I mean, so this could be awesome, markings. people, if we just embrace it. But the, thing about, yeah. the thing about humans is that they're very resistant to right. change. And we're, and we're being told what to do. We're afraid to change. And we're also don't like being but told what to it's do. It's so interesting because as a species, our whole point is to evolve. Mm-hmm. And we have continuously throughout history. But when it's like you your time, yeah. we're all just like, no change, mm-hmm. but we've been changing our whole lo- existence. Well, look, I have to admit I'm a little uncomfortable with the idea of taking perfectly fine black top and making it white. <laughs> I just like to think I'm a little bit more woke than that, but if you know what, Scott, if that's what you're into, if that saves your earth, you go ahead. Uh, to the point about how hard it can be to breathe, uh, I about four years ago, I, was in, I went around a few places in China. 
And uh, this is this is after they had sort of faked it for mm-hmm. the Olympics. Right. You know, this is when it kind of went back to normal. Yeah. And I mean, I was in Beijing, which obviously is an industrial area. But even when you go to the rural series, rural cities, like they're not really cities if they're rural, I guess. But the rural areas, you go around and you're like, well, it's really like it's just so thick hanging in the air. And look, we live in Southern California. We're very familiar with what it looks right. like to have smog hanging in the air. And it's I mean, th- this but is it, like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like a smoke machine at a, at a gentleman's club, let's say, <laughs> you know, like perpetually. And you're just like, it, it is very hard to just walk around. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on the treadmill in, 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 uh, Tiananmen Square. I was just walking and it's, you just feel like, oh, that's sort of where we're probably all heading. And the point that I will concede slightly to President Trump is, yeah, everybody else has to get on board too. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, that that, that doesn't mean you shouldn't, but what you should say is, you know, the way that he's approached it is, well, we're not going to do it unless China does it. No, that's that's sort of the backwards way. How right. how does anybody think that they're a leader if they say anything that sounds like that? Right. I'm oh, not well, going to do it until go, anybody else. Other people says. go first. You you have to be the leader, especially of of the U.S. Being I mean, know, when you ask that question, I believe the correct response is, "But Hillary's emails." Yeah. Uh, in any case, you uh, putting in perspective like that just made it so funny. <laughs> But it, it's true, That's why too. you're sitting next to me. No, but it is true. We're just not going to do it until <laughs> yeah. they do. Right. Well, exactly. It's like, why, why should I do it if China doesn't do it? And uh, all, all the reasons we talked about. But, I mean, it's it's a point that's sort of easy to make. And, you know, it's not it's not great for business. I mean, look, you were talking about sort yeah. of the, the, uh, the building laws changing here in California. Personally, I'm glad that I built my mansion in 2015. So I didn't have to put the solar panels yeah. on. I just have a great coal furnace down in the basement. And, uh, you know, my, my kids aren't going to grow taller than two feet, but it's fine. Oh didn't that report, though, say that it would be an overall loss of 10% GDP? Uh, it's, it predicts that by the end yeah, of the century, Century. that could happen right you know they're not that saying should that, talk uh, it, it should but then a lot of these businesses are like all right well i, I don't have any kids so you know sort of the way that i tried South to Park i want to make as much money as yes. i can and then well, they can have money that's and... kind of the interesting thing is as i mentioned steph and i do south park weekly together uh, uh here on after buzz wednesdays at 10 thank you uh <laughs> and they just had a couple episodes where the character of al gore returned after uh, he was on about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer ago, and he was trying to warn people about something. And on the show, it's this monster called Man Bear Pig that's killing people. But it's clearly the point is, hey, remember how I was telling you about all this stuff <laughs> and you didn't listen to me? So now on South Park, they're like, but Al Gore, won't you help us? And he's like, no. Because you guys weren't serial enough, which is what he said. It was because you weren't serious enough about this. You know, so Al Gore should just be like, I tried. I was nominated for and possibly won an Oscar. I can't remember if he won. But, he did. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I, I think I did as much as I had to. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, obviously, this shouldn't be new to anybody. You know, I mean, you can you can certainly point to, I think the first Earth Day was in like 1970. And you can point to things, mm-hmm. problems that you don't have since then. You know, there there is definitely better levels of pollution in the air in places like Southern California where it is hard to get rid of it entirely unless everybody stops driving. Uh, or, you know, you don't really seem to have acid rain as much, you know. Their rivers in Ohio used to catch on fire because they were so polluted. So we've made steps, but then you're also like, 
Yeah, but when was the last time that we, you know, we we're on a good trajectory and then it kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd hate to just point it down to the, you know, sort of the, the little letter in parentheses after the name of a president, you know, but. I guess, Steph, you feel like that's probably accurate. You know, like what Obama was working on. You're just going to be like, well, yeah, we don't, we don't want in in that. You know, whatever yeah. Bill Clinton was doing, George W. Bush is like, well, we can't continue the policies of the Democratic president that was before us because then that shows that they're right. So let's let's show that we know how to do it better, right? Absolutely, and I just don't understand why. Science is the one thing that should be kind of out of politics. We should probably listen to science since we're probably all taking medication in some form or another. Their family's taking medication. We listen to science in every other aspect except when they're telling us that doom is coming. So I, I obviously we know there's a lot of political money at play into why we're not paying attention. But I think the GOP and the Republican Party is the biggest reason why America... What pisses me off now is that Trump's base rides for him so, so hard, and he's completely won them over, that if now, if he said to your earlier point, you know, we should pay attention to this a little bit, even if he didn't do anything, I don't think that they would be like, F Trump now. Like, they would be like, maybe our lord and savior, we should listen (laughs) to him. I think that would... They're stopping a lot of progress and all the progress that we've made. Well, and for Trump, it, there's very little to be lost from even the way I'm talking about not even fully embracing it, but just saying like, you know, oh, there's a lot to think about. Because then the people who hate you are going like, well, I still don't like him, but he, he did the right thing on this one thing. Yeah. You know, and at least people are going to listen to it. But, uh, you know, I, that, I, I guess... The way he looks at it is he's playing with house money and he's going to change the constitution and he's going to be president for the next 16 years. So, you know, he's not worried about any of it. You know, and he's going to die before it even affects him anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like the end of the century. He's like, she's like, I don't even think Ivanka is going to be around at that point. It's fine. Who cares about Tiffany? I don't even like her. Uh, Anyway. <laughs> that's true. He's like, eh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Marla Maples' yeah. kid. Come on, that doesn't. It's like that one doesn't count. You know, uh, she's not even really a Trump. Uh, anyway, uh, climate change is one of those issues that we could talk about every week. You might lose people if you did, but uh, it, this seemed like a good time to really devote this much time to it. We would probably talk about it more if we weren't a little bit against the clock, and also uh, if we weren't. Experiencing the scene at the border that uh, we're getting right now, which we've talked a lot about the caravan uh, over the uh, recent weeks. And uh, I I think somewhere recently, Chelsea was having an interesting conversation about it without mentioning whom you might have been speaking with and where that was. Uh, Do you have any kind of understanding about an alternative view that might be out there? Or do you hear somebody say, try to, you know, come to terms with this caravan and the border? And do you just be like, yeah, but you're you're just missing the point? Or do you at least try to have a bit, do you tend to have a little bit of a better understanding of where they're coming from now? I'm trying. That's that's the important thing. But then they don't make sense. (laughs) So, for example, I love Chelsea. to, To say, well, these people are just using women and children as shields. Where are you getting that? How, how, how is it not possible that, how can't you see that women and children are the ones themselves fleeing? They're not being used as shields. Yeah. They're themselves trying to escape. 
Um, what are some other things that I've heard? You know, oh, we should, we don't have, we, we have to help everybody from every country that we've ever destroyed. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but not exactly. In the, like, we have to let everybody from the whole planet into our country. Okay, way to take things to a whole nother mm-hmm. level that doesn't even follow. Well, I mean, if like Finland was pissed, we'd be like, "All right, so what? Less IKEA? We'll figure <laughs> it out." Fear you know, uh, yeah, but of course. Uh, one of the interesting things is that uh, there was a reporter for MSNBC, and he was covering the border in Mexico. And I mention this because it's MSNBC. You know that. Uh, that bastion of uh, fake news from the right. <laughs> but this reporter was basically saying that just sort of speaking to people that he found that the majority of the migrants in the caravan are not women and children, but they, they are men that are not seeking asylum. It's just sort of the same story that we often get, which is they're just looking for, looking for work. And I think it's an, it's an interesting point because that's not necessarily – look – that doesn't make for the, the the photos that you post on your website that you want people to click on, the the videos that you have on your twenty four hour cable news uh, you know channel. But I, I don't know, Steph. Do you think that should make any kind of? Oh no, I will definitely let you speak. Mm-hmm. There's there's there is enough time. But Steph, do you think that does it does it make any difference in in the way that we we as just sort of consumers of news? should view this story as to what the motivation might be for for people that are at the border and uh, trying to figure out, you know, what their next step is. No, uh, because I, I, I heard a really interesting point, actually, from John Lovett on Pod Save America, and it kind of changed perspectives for me, where we have this, like, poor, this kind of scared America thing where we feel like we can't, uh, we can't help other people and we're poor us we're doing so bad well who else would and it's a right that we gave people our entire existence that they can seek asylum um i don't think that we should be focusing on a few people seeking work and seeking work is not bad that is literally the american dream that is what we have been telling people forever that we're about so although it's not asylum i think we don't know and i don't like those reports until like i really know what they're what they're looking for but at the end of the day villainizing people who are just seeking a better life whether it is really asylum or not we can't villainize them i think it's completely inhumane Chelsea, uh, did you have some thoughts that you'd like to share <laughs> yes. with funny, our Trump Report audience? Funny, you should ask. Okay. <laughs> You're like psychic. Um, here's how I see it. I see it as if they are, in essence, economic refugees Okay. from the decades of our involvement in their countries, whether it was from getting involved in their civil wars, whether it's NAFTA that destroyed a lot of jobs down there. There's a lot of intervention that we have done government, private sector that has caused these people to be in the situation that they are. So I would I think it's it's fair to call them economic refugees and to treat them with the compassion that stuff is talking about. Perhaps and part of it um not everybody, but some there are um people fleeing from the gangs mm-hmm. that are empowered by our insatiable need for cocaine and other drugs. By our, I don't mean mine. No, she means she means me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's not forget that the things that we are still doing, the way that we consume, the way that we do business, is what's helping to put these people out of work, and it has consequences. And we, 
are silly to believe that our actions don't have consequences. And one of the arguments that I was having with the unnamed gentleman that you <laughs> whenever, were referring to. A gentle person, we're not giving gender, whoever mm-hmm. this was and whenever this mm-hmm. was. Is that the, our interventions were decades ago. And so, therefore, what? Well, It's some, like the slavery s- argument. <laughs> You know, actions have consequences, Hmm. some immediate, some long-term, and this is one of the long-term consequences. So we need to Mm -hmm. look at everybody with compassion, even those that are just coming for jobs. Well, they would prefer to stay home. I have talked to many of them. Mm -hmm. I'm sure not every Central American person. So you're saying you talk to every person in the caravan? They would prefer to... Listen, we just talked about how averse people are to change. Mm -hmm. They don't get up and walk thousands of miles just because they think they're going to get a slightly better gig up north. It is because they are desperate. There are no options down there. And we are not helping the governments clean up their own corruption and get the infrastructure back that they've lost and start thinking about we as a world instead of we as Americans and that we only do engage in, in, in negotiations and deals that are only good for us because if we screw other people over, it will have consequences for us. This is not just like the golden rule that we should be nice just out of the for the sake of niceness, but almost for like the way that this works is that there are what is it what you do comes back to you. I mean, this is it's it's a law of I guess I guess you got to believe in science. Science, what goes out comes back. Law of attraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> law of attraction or you could, you know, the uh, Newton's third uh, <laughs> law of motion, you know, I guess it all comes down to science is what I'm saying. (laughs) And you have to understand uh, consequences. But we have to deal with these people compassionately, whether or not they're coming because they're actually fleeing a gang or because they need a job. And I'm not saying we have to uh, take all of them in and convert them to citizens and give them welfare for life, which I think is what some people are are thinking on the right Mm -hmm. that we should do. But we we can let them register to vote as long as they vote Democrat? I'm just saying that maybe the person that you were talking to might have said something like that, so I thought I would throw it in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm just, no, uh, vote Democrat and vote like twice because then they have to change costumes. Well, so yeah, as long as that, then I mean, totally. everyone is equipped with a fake mustache yeah. so they can vote more than once. So. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought that went without saying. No, but, just, uh, but and Scott, before we run out of time, which we unfortunately will soon, uh, your thoughts as you sort of see the situation unfold. We've been talking about it literally for weeks here, and we knew that they were going, you know, at least some facet of, some portion of this caravan was going to reach the border. Now that some of them are there, what are your thoughts as you sort of just see the videos and the images of, you know, what they're encountering there? Well, I mean, like Steph and Chelsea were saying, I think it's it's horrendous and inhumane how we're behaving, and it's sort of Trump's MO is to create all this chaos and make everything, you know, froth everything up, and then pretend he can come in and solve it all and make it better. So he can now say, oh, you know, look at how bad the border is right now. This is why we need people. What do you say when people say, well, Obama did the same thing? Uh, yes, there yeah. there are those uh, those headlines. I believe the specific the, uh, the headline Fox was News. Obama agents pepper sprayed migrants. History challenges the outrage over the caravan response. Uh, yeah, so, but I this mean, wasn't pepper spray, right? This was yeah. Well, yeah. He, here it is. Even there are things that Obama did that I don't agree with. Right. Yes. I was going to say like the drone. Uh, uh, 
drone attacks. Oh, so you'd rather Osama bin Laden be still alive? Is that what <laughs> you're saying, <laughs> Chelsea? I thought Steph hated America, but look at that. We've got two. Uh, no, obviously, right, yeah. No, he, uh, no administration is perfect, and I've said that before. Just like you can't say that. You I mean, Oprah's administration would be perfect, but <laughs> none that we've had so far. So far yeah, to this okay. point. Um, but going back to the point is with Trump, he tries to exacerbate and make drama and make things into an issue and make chaos so that way his mo is to come in and see like he's solving the problem and then be able to say oh look at all the mess now and look at the border it is out of control this is why we need the wall this is why we need uh to you know close the border off permanently and because he's now creating this manufactured problem which is you know the caravan was all about politics because we saw it went away and then people were like wait a minute it went away and so they thought okay now we need to bring it back up again because people are thinking it was just election that's that's what they do and then they want to make it into an issue when it really wasn't uh, the issue like it was seven or eight years ago with central america when we had all the families and kids coming up uh, up to the border and it really was a big migrant issue of of the population of people but the numbers have been down for years and years and years of, of people trying to come across the border so i mean it, it's it's a manufactured problem uh now made to be able to have him come in and be the savior and the hero if i could just steal 10 more seconds because i know that people are going to i'm trying to put myself in some viewer shoes and th- thinking well is it okay that they're throwing rocks and bottles at border patrol agents and i'm going to say no it's no. not just as it's not okay for us to go when we went there mm-hmm. you know in the 80s and killed these people so no, it's not okay. I don't. I don't I advocate that, for it. Right. I don't. I understand it. And they're um, scared, and I think it comes out of a. Some of them are coming out of a place of fear. They see these yes. armed, these and it's, you know, and it's not okay. We'll say that full stop. Right. No, absolutely. You don't condone right. it. Right. And think I mean, fear in there the, too. The response of you know tear gas and rubber bullets. You're you're like oh well that obviously is not cool. But you know it's it's not real bullets. You know wasn't so, this also a hundred million dollar escapade? On the government's part? I don't know how... It, I mean, it surely did take a lot of money for us to put these thousands of troops mm-hmm. yeah. at the at the border. I'm not sure if any of those troops were the ones involved or this was just Border Patrol who would have been there anyway that were using um, these, these means and methods. Um, but I will... Stop before I, so, I continue so on another to rant. talk about so, with it. Uh, so, uh, Steph, as the new person uh, here on the panel, how do we fix this? <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you asked because none of the things that they've offered are really solutions. Like leaving them in Mexico and one of the most right. dangerous parts of Mexico is completely inhumane as well. And then um, I just think that we should be spending our resources on trying to find out which who each of these individuals are, what they're seeking exactly, and put our resources in that. Put like lawyers down there. Put um, um, people on the ground that work with immigration policy, th- pe- not just like a bunch of people with guns and tear gas. We need policy down there trying to work on things to move forward. I don't know the exact way I would move forward. Well, uh, if anyone on this panel were a lawyer or knew a lawyer, <laughs> would they be able to possibly theorize some way in which legal professionals might be able to help the situation? You know, for, for free, volunteering, which there are some legal professionals that would be willing to do that there are others who would not but uh is there is there something that can be done it's to help it's so amazing what will what the government will spend money on but won't mm-hmm. pay for lawyers to go down there i mean there are more than 5000 immigration lawyers in the united states of that i'm sure the the administration could help by sending lawyers to help expedite this this process and we can start thinking you know 
out of the box. And I, I don't know that I have any one exact great solution, but you know, what if in for a while, until we, I don't know, help clean up these countries where these people come from, that we had adopt a family, you know? Some Americans, I think, would open their, their homes to some of these people. Uh, I don't know the exact solution. I mean, I, I guess to put them in a stadium in Mexico right now um, is okay, assuming that the... You know, there was basic sanitation, hygiene, food. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it, it didn't work well in New Orleans, you know. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, but that's those because are... there was no will for right. there to be the resources needed there. So I think that uh, the, people are upset that this is costing us money. Yeah, but and it's... I, I mean, money needed. is the solution. And obviously, uh, Mexico, not necessarily out of the goodness of their heart, do they feel like they, they need to shoulder the the brunt of fixing the problem. I mean, just a quick tangent, you know, there was a story over the last week that the previous president of Mexico was bribed $6 million by El Chapo. And I don't know about you, but I heard that. And I was like, only six million dollars. Like El Chapo had a lot more money than he could have given you. So I just it needs. It requires so much money to solve this problem. But it, I think it's, it's less money than people think, and it's probably less money that we than we spent destroying these people's countries and killing people. What if you know El Chapo's on totally. trial? What if he wanted to spend some money just you know for good PR? You know, if he had a good publicist, that person would convince him to spend some money. Did anybody watch Narcos Mexico? I have I need to. I know. I need actually some time. I need a staycation and watch it. Mm -hmm. But instead, you're traveling the world and missing the rest of the Trump Report for 2018. Uh, (laughs) Did you have a final point that you were about to make? Because we do need to wrap up, but I do want to give you a... Last well, I, I was the only thing I was going to say is there aren't any easy answers because if there were, then we would have this solved already. But I think one of the other things that we can do, like kind of what you were saying, Chelsea, is that we should be expediting these court cases. We shouldn't be separating families. Yep. We should be working on keeping families together and and really move it through the system because the problem is that we don't have enough judges, uh, and and so you know cases are backlogged. And people are waiting for way too long, where at least if they can get through and, and we can somehow expedite a lot of these cases and see, you know, legit asylum issues but and move the those through. Illegit, can't we go and help in these countries? I don't know well, how we yeah, do but it. Well, yeah, but I'm saying the people that are now going to the border and actually physically, you know, it, it's sort of, in that sense, it's too late to solve those immediate problems. But how can we help fast track that to get those people through so they're not sitting at the border and, and, and for months and waiting for... You know, uh, cases because, like we were saying earlier, nobody wants to leave their home. Nobody does it because they feel like, oh, this is great. I'm just going to get up one morning and drag my family and everything we know and uproot them. Um, nobody wants to do that. So the fact that people are doing that is a problem. And, and and we've we've been doing this for for you know years. It's not a new thing. So why all of a sudden now is it? Oh, we can't do this anymore, and we're going to close our border permanently, and we're going to build a fifty foot wall. Lawlessness. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, again, creating issues that weren't there. If we could work on some of the problems of helping to expedite a lot of these cases, find out where these asylum seekers are, and then the longer term is working on developing these countries and the infrastructure Stop and the situations, and and help them for the future, so that they're in a more stable environment too. That will help people not having to leave and flee violence and seek asylum or flee for, because of economic reasons. And, you know, that's a longer-term solution, though. That's a some, generational some solution. Some people can't even open up businesses down in Central America mm-hmm. or in Mexico because they know that the drug cartels will just come mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, take their money. Right. So, I mean, there are some people that just 
know that it's part of doing business is you just have to pay these gangs and cartels. Yeah, you, of course. It's, it's, it's a yeah. line in your budget. You know, yeah, right. Exactly. But there's that, plenty of places that yeah. you open a business in the United States, Hoboken, New Jersey, where yeah. you're going to have to pay people off right. and you just, you're just you prepared to do it. I don't know anywhere that it is, but if I ever think of it, I'll say it on the show. In any case, <laughs> we do have to leave it right there, as they say, because we are out of time. But, uh, well... We won't all be back next week, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try and pressure Steph into being back next week. I made the cut. Yeah, you did. You, yeah, uh, you passed the audition. Uh, Steph, where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And Wednesday nights at 10, South Park Weekly yes! here on After Buzz. Chelsea Galicia, you'll be gone the rest of the year, but uh, where do people keep in touch with you? At Chelsea Galicia. And Scott. And you can find me on Twitter at SMan80. Well, uh, happy holidays yes. and winter solstice to the both yes. of you. Thank you. Uh, and if you would like to follow me, because why wouldn't you? I'm at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks so much, and uh, we will see some of you <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.